certainly have fears that there is a serial killer at loose in Perth. Sarah Spears, Jane Rimmer, Kira Glennon. And every time you saw a young girl walking by, you think, oh God, is she going to be the next victim? Now, one man stands accused. If police are right and Edwards is the Claremont serial killer, he's been hiding in plain sight for 20 years. Today, evidence zoomed in on the carpet fibres found in Kira Glennon's hair. It's day 76 of Claremont in Conversation. Good to have your company. Natalie Bongiolo, Tim Clark and Alison Pham with you. Now, dare I ask, uh, how was day six of Reese Powell's evidence? Um, well, much, Tim, much you're the going same as day one, days one to five, but uh, we're getting through it. So you did hear about some interesting categories of fibres today and, and some of the fibres that you've talked about in the past, um, which have journeyed to the United States, to the FBI. Tell us about that. Yeah, so um, it, it, it sounds complicated now, or maybe we're making it sound complicated, but it, it's actually quite simple. All, the, all these fibres from Kira, apart from the ones that were found on her shirt, were all found in her hair. Um, but there were there was so much work done on like, this hair mass over the over the long span that um, there were it, her hair had been broken up into into um, various samples and subsamples, and that's what we got through um, and to today. Um, the, the the sample, for instance, that ha- was made by the WA police and then sent to the AFP in in Canberra. That stayed there for years, actually, um, with, as far as we can tell, not much work done it on it in Canberra. When it came back, then the work at this end started again, and that's when these um, fibres were found. There was a, another subsample from Kira's hair taken by or made by the FBI when it was sent over there in 1999. Again, placed on slides um, in America, sent back to Australia, once again worked on at the Chem Centre, and that's when these um, uh, uh, more critical um, fibres were found. And then the bucket, which the hair was kept in um, for many, many years, Um, and then this bucket we think wasn't really known about or maybe even forgotten about um when it was at and he stayed at path west for for many many years was rediscovered or um it, the interest in it certainly was reignited in october 2018 that's when it went to the cam center again and again today we saw pictures of that bucket the amount of hair in that bucket we saw today which was quite a surprising amount of hair still in there the work done on it and again the five fibers critical fibers that were found in it um, during that work. So um, (laughs) Kira's hair has been of massive interest to so many people, so many investigators over so many years. Um, And today we we heard uh, the results of a lot of that work. Okay, so looking at the uh, fibres that were found that had been left behind in the billy bucket um, Mm. and the examination of those today, uh, were there corresponding fibres to... Telstra pants um, and these sorts of things. What were the matches that you heard of today? Yeah, so um, that, I mean that, that that's right. I mean there were blue fibres, um, and the endeavour was to um, to try and match them um, to the pants um, and to uh, other um, similar fibres um, found um, during the case, and that was that was what um, Mr. Powell um, detailed. 
And um, what we've gone through, what, 73 fibres now. We've got another 25 to go. A lot of fibres over a lot of years and a lot of people testing and retesting them over and over again. We've gone mm. from like 1999 right through to uh, 2018. And then there's the Petri dish as well. What mm. was that? That was um, to do with fibres from her T-shirt. So this is the, the fibres that were sent to the FBI in 1999, correct, Tim? Yes. Um, so we've almost got through all the fibres from Kira's hair. There was one I neglected to mention just then, and that's RH17, which we which we discussed at some length during the trial. And that was the pristine hair sample that was taken from Kira at the graveside, not before the but before she even got to the post mortem. Um, and we haven't been gone through that one yet. Um, instead. Miss Barbara Gallo um, did a, a, a little a little hurdle and went on to the fibres from her shirt and the, 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 these are um, a set on their own actually of of course. So when the hair was sent over to America in ninety nine, Kira's t shirt was sent as well. This is the t shirt that she was she, she was wearing on the night she was missing and was wearing still wearing. Um, on the day she was found, obviously it was in a it, it was in a pretty pretty rotten state by the time that they'd found her, but not bad, uh, not so bad that it was that it was unretrievable or certainly of not of any interest to the investigators. In fact, it was of supreme interest, which is why they sent it to uh, to Washington to Quantico to have the, the the very best of the FBI look at it. What they did when it got there was um, they they did scrapings of it. And those scrapings were then placed into petri dishes, many, many petri dishes. But there's two that are of critical interest at this point on the trial, and they were labelled Q7, um, one and Q7, two, um, and that's what we got into today. Because when they came back to, again from America um, and then made their way to the camp centre, made their way into the hands of Bruce Powell, who's been giving evidence now for so long. Um, and it was him and a, um, a a colleague at Cam Centre who did the work on on, on this on these um, petri dishes, as they're called. Um, and this was in 2012 when they when they did the work on 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 these scrapings, and they found 11 of these blue fibres that were um, five in one petri dish, six in another, which again corresponded to the blue fibres in the hair of. Um, of Kira on the shorts of the Karakata, later found in Mr. Edwards's car, and of course on Jane as well. So that's where we um, that's where we reached, and that's where we got to. We didn't get through all of those, um, but uh, again, as Ali just mentioned, the even the span of time um, it, from ninety nine to twenty eighteen, um, it really. You do catch yourself having listened to it over and over and over, but then you have to slap yourself and say that is that is really remarkable that that mm. that, that something that had at first left these shores in the last century um, is is now of critical importance um, to this trial of this century. And yeah. of those um, so-called 41 critical fibres, we've got, what, a breakdown of about 31 that match the Telstra workwear, and then we've got another 10 that matches the uh, car fibres from the, from the seat inserts to the, uh, 
the cabin area to various parts of the car. So that's what we're up to now, isn't it, with um, mm. those ones. And um, one, one thing that intrigued me, getting onto the cars, um, which I didn't quite understand the significance of it because it was a question that was asked by the judge today about the Camry. Mm. Now, I understand the, the Toyotas were rebadged. That was election, but was, what was the Camry, the 1997 Toyota Camry? How significant was it that one of the fibres he thought matched that? Well, Tim, you can talk us through this. So this is yeah. obviously the carpet mm. fibres that we're talking mm. about that were found in Kira's hair, and they weren't just compared to the Commodores, were they? They were compared to other makes and models. Yeah, that's right. And uh, all Ali's um, news um, hound experience is, is coming to the fore there because that was <laughs> the main point yeah. that struck out, stuck out to me today as well. So the way the data, database, the Chem Centre Fibre Database work, as we've discussed, is they put all these fibres, all these thousands and thousands of, of fibres into the database as they were searching for the source of these mystery fibres that they found on Jane and Kira. And... To do that, they had to come up with a, a solution in, in, into how, how to manage them, how to label them, and most importantly, how to compare them all. And so that's why they came up with this database. And the, the comparisons aren't, aren't done actually visually. They're done on these MSP graphs, which, which are basically the, the wavy lines that show exactly the constituents of each fiber. That's the way that the comparisons are done. So when they got these um, gray fibers, not only the, the, the which they concluded in the report in 2014, we think or we're pretty sure or we're almost certain comes from this Holden Commonwealth VS Series One. But the database also spat out a few other fibers from other cars that were pretty close. Um, and as Mr. Powell said during his evidence today to be fair to the defence and to fair to the judge to, to let him know exactly what everything that we've, we've discovered, these are some of the other cars that the database came up with as a potential match, a possible match. And one of those, as Ali said, was a Toyota Camry, a 1997 Toyota Camry. And that was the closest, in fact, the one, um, one of the fibres from um, Kira's hair, which is the carpet fibres, um, not the fibres from the seat insert or the boots that we've really discussed, mm. but the carpet fibres in the footwell. The, the, the database said not only was this a similar match, but this was a corresponding match. So we've, we talked about that sliding scale. And this, this ticked all the boxes, which to me is a real boon for Mr. Jovic and Mr. Yeah. Edwards because... Yeah. They can now point to this database as saying, well, mate, they, they, that's not they, your, your, your supercomputer is not just saying that fiber was similar. That's that, that your computer is saying that fiber corresponded as close as you, you can get on your sliding scale to not the Commodore, but the Toyota Camry, 1997 Toyota Camry, the carpet in there. And Mr. Powell, when he was asked about this, by Miss Barbara Gallo and then the judge said, "Well, yeah, I mean, w w that's that's what our database showed. That's why we we um, have brought it to your attention, and that's why we did all these other comparisons with other cars. And this and the Camry wasn't the only one. I've got to uh, point out there was Ford Falcons, there was um, other Holdens, um, and other Toyotas that the database said, look, 
yeah, that's pretty close. So you might want to have a look at those too. So, yeah, that was that was. It was unusual, wasn't it? Because it must me. have piqued the judge's interest as well for him to have actually asked that question whether it could have been a possible source of the fibre, the Toyota Camry. Um, mm. So he was obviously honing in on that as well. So was yeah. the witness asked whether the fibre was more likely or a better fit to the um, Commodore or to the Camry? Well, he said they weren't compared, so they don't know that. But Hall, Justice Hall then asked, well, does that mean that the Toyota Camry could have been a possible source of that fibre, of which Mr Powell said, yes, it, it could. So um, I, I, we wait to hear from the defences um, what they're going to do with their own fibre experts. I, I presume, I, I mean, this poor Mr Powell, what is this, six days, seven yeah. days? It's, <laughs> talk about a record-breaking. No, I mean, <laughs> breaking all records in his trial, but this... This is quite a long time for to be such an intensive going over, and then he's going to face cross examination, obviously. Indeed, yeah, mm. and so that is that is significant for, for me, anyway. Um, mm. And we've so we've talked about reasonable doubt. We've talked about what the defence strategy might be with their expert, and and we've speculated that well, this this is where they've got to go. This is where they've got to try and create some doubt by pointing out potential other sources that, that they you know there's there it's not just a fate accompli that these fibers must have come from that type of car and must have come from those type of workwear pants um if you can show or if, if they were able to show other potential cars other potential sources then obviously that widens it out as we, we talked last week about narrowing it right down to, to to exclude any other possibility well this you know even before we've got to the defense go has opened it again now this is just one fiber we've got to stress mm, that's it. there's right. 98 critical mm. fibers and this is just one mm. but mm. we've only heard about these 98 fibers there's a there's another 127 groups of fibers that were found during this intensive examination that we haven't even heard about yet so that that might give an idea of of to the listeners of of how um how enormous the the investigation was but where the defence might try and go with it, and and it and it speaks volumes to me as well that they've engaged their own expert in this for for this portion of the trial, and that that and that is a significant um, thing to do. Where, but it's all, all, also a significant area of evidence that they they're going to try and um, they're going to try and, uh, and and poke some holes in. Test, yeah. Now, just to clarify there, in terms of this fibre evidence, there's 25 critical fibres to go, and that's the end of the fibres, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah, we, we never said we like five. Not well, hundreds more never. like that we were just <laughs> no, talking no, about. No, absolutely not. Tim was saying there's only going to be a few more witnesses, but he's probably going to spend a week each in the stand. <laughs> no, 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 you're absolutely right, Matt. So, yeah, as critical fibres go, these are the 98 that... that yeah. The, the, mm. the prosecution are bringing forward is saying they they make have a significant um, match because they're a significant source and we say those that source is Mr Edwards, so we're about seventy three seventy four down, so we've got about another twenty four to go. That will take probably all of tomorrow and maybe bleed into Thursday. And then I understand Mr Pulse just got a little bit more of sort of overall evidence to give. Um, and then, as Ali says, it's his cross-examination. So I, I can't see, Mr. unfortunately for Mr Pulse, I cannot see him getting away or being released by the judge um, before the end of Friday, I have to say. But, um, but even if he does jump over into next week, um, he won't have much more to go. 
um, and at least he will have a longer break because it's our Anzac Day public holiday here in mm -hmm. Australia on Monday, so the court won't sit on Monday. So um, at least he'll be able to um, to have a have a little bit of a um, <laughs> a breather over the weekend if he hasn't finished. Um, and as Ali says, I'm pretty sure he's the record now. I've I've sat in trial trial whole trials that haven't gone as long as <laughs> Mr. Powell has given no. evidence. For, no. so That's exactly all, right. All, all, all power to him um, and his um, and his. Uh, uh, powers of concentration um, and his, uh, his stamina as well. Yeah, we can almost hear you all groaning out there, but we, we are ne getting to the pointy end here and it will be very interesting to see where the defence does take um, their cross-examination with this. Uh, so we have a couple of questions from listeners. One is from Kate. I'm aware the public gallery remains open, but numbers will be capped to abide by social distancing measures. If one chooses to attend, obviously there is a risk you may not get a seat due to popular interest. I don't think that's probably the case at the moment, is it? <laughs> no, no, should be better yeah. yep. Yeah, you'll definitely get a seat at the moment. Um, Kate, you might be listening to a couple of um, episodes back there. So at the moment, at this point in time, if you headed to court, you would definitely get a seat. Uh, another yeah, no, there's, yeah, there's definitely room for moving there at the moment, Matt. Um, in a couple of weeks' time, when Mr. Edwards' video interview is played in court, um, that is going to be another um, another. Um, mm. kettle of fish altogether um, and what the judge will do there in terms of access to the court for those that wish to watch it um, in person that would that that will be um, yeah that will be another interesting uh, decision for Justice Hall to make um, before the very very big decision he's got to make in a few months yeah that's right now there's a question from last night's podcast and this follows on Tim from your answer to um, how many of the particular models of Telstra cars they had in their fleet uh, how many were issued to Telstra employees who wore the blue pants so uh, your answer to that question gave the impression that the concessions from Mr Edwards lawyers that he drove the particular car during the relevant time period and worked for Telstra means they're not contesting whether the fibres found on Kira and Jane's bodies came from another Telstra employee driving another car of the same make and model. The uncontested facts about working for Telstra and driving the particular car doesn't mean they are conceding that the fibres found on the bodies came from Mr Edwards or the car he drove. Since Mr Edwards has pleaded not guilty, it would be extraordinary for him to concede that his work uniform and car were the source of the fibres. No, well, I mean, yeah, that's that's right. Those concessions certainly don't mean that um, they're conceding that that's where the fibres came from. Those concessions mean that um, they are, are admitting, if you like, that, or they're not putting the prosecution to proof as to that car and to those pants. He, he's saying, look, we're not we're not contesting that, and 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 why would they? Because, I mean, the records are there. Um, there's probably, um, you know, yeah, I mean. He, that would be a waste of the court's time to have to argue about those little things. But but those um, the the listeners right those concessions do not mean that. Um, all they mean is well yeah we, we, I was driving that car and I was wearing those pants. Um, but as we've just discussed, um, what we think or where we think the defence is heading in terms of fibres is that they're going to try and widen out the possible sources of those. Um, of those fibres, um, and could it be another make and model of car? Could it? It might, it might not be a car at all. We don't. Mm. We, we, we don't. We, we're speculating, but um, and in terms of the blue, well, 
we, we certainly know that they've done um, adventitious match testing on police uniforms. Um, and we also know that they managed to get hold of one of the overalls that um, forensic officers used to wear back in, in, in 96 and 97. So their th- prosecution are thinking about it. And so it's, it's 100% certain in my mind that the de- defence will also be thinking about other possible sources for those fibres. Yeah. And this final question takes us back to the discovery of Jane's body. Um, Eleni wants to know, uh, was her house keys and personal items, wallet, bag, etc., found on her body when the body was found, or were they missing? Well, they were all missing. Mm. Uh, very little has been found regarding Jane Rimmer's belongings. The cure there were, but not with Jane, I don't believe. That's right, just the guest no, watch. that's right. No bag, no keys, no yep. wa- um, just the watch. Yeah, um, just the watch, the watch yeah. um, which was on the road, um, but nothing um, of any other personal item no. Um, no. linked to her and has no ever clothes, been no discovered at all. No. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, so very little to go on there um, in terms of extra evidence. Well, thank you both so much for your time. You'll both be back in court tomorrow and hopefully we are drawing to the conclusion of Mr Powell's evidence there. Uh, Thank you for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow for day 77 of Claremont in Conversation and we'll talk to you then. This podcast is hosted by Natalie Bongiolo, produced by Kate Ryan and recorded in the studios of Seven West Media. Sign up for daily emails and all the latest on the Claremont trial at thewest.com.au. And if local news delivered differently appeals to you, tune into WA's newest morning show, The West Live with Jenna Clark. It's Talkback Radio, but without the interruptions. Listen live weekdays from 8.45am on thewest.com.au or catch up with the podcast.